0: Welcome to Are We Europe Readouts. Today we're reading a story from our latest print magazine, Unsilenced, The Colonialism Issue. It explores Europe's relationship with its colonial past and present. Irish Language Revival Foss no Gaelge. After nine centuries of colonial repression, the Irish are reclaiming their language and heritage. Written and read by Theresa O'Connell. When I told my dad I was learning Irish, he reminded me of how my grandmother, who had moved from Cork, Ireland, to Sheffield, England, in the 1940s, developed dementia and forgot some English words. She used Irish words instead. Can I have some banya, milk, in my tea? She asked as we sat in the non scented armchairs of her care home. Born in 1915, Nana Maeve was six when Ireland became independent. Her father, a non non-Irish speaker, teacher and member of the Conroe-Nogalegor Irish League in Kilkenny, sent her to study at a boarding school in County Monaghan, up by the northern border where she was taught entirely in Irish. After graduating from university, where she met my granddad, she moved with him to England, except for a few occasions that have made family history such as when on a holiday in Ireland she told off some locals for bad-mouthing her oblivious children or when at a party in Sheffield she explained to the inquisitive Gail Goy birthday girl that her son, my dad, couldn't understand a word she said. She barely spoke the language again. Why do you think Nana stopped speaking Irish? I asked Auntie Rita on the phone. Growing up in Italy, speaking English was what set me apart from my Italian friends. How could my own grandmother be willing to relinquish the language that was unique to her culture? The thing is, lovey, said Aunty Rita in her unmistakable inflection, I don't have an answer to that. It was just something Mother was taught in school. A total of 1,761,420 people in the country speak Irish, representing 39.8% of the Irish population. Of these... Only 73,803 speak it on a daily basis outside of the school system. That's under 2% of the population. Many Irish don't speak the native language as a result of the country's long history of British rule from 1169 to 1921. According to the latest Central Statistics Office census, a total of 1,761,420 people in the country speak Irish, representing 39.8% of the Irish population. Of these, only 73,803 speak it on a daily basis outside of the school system. Though it was recognised as an official language of the EU in 2005, the institutions in Brussels have had a hard time finding enough people with the skills to translate and interpret between Irish and the other Union languages in the European Parliament. Spoken for over 2,000 years, Irish is one of the oldest living languages in Europe and was the object of a protracted campaign of linguistic repression starting with the 12th century Anglo-Norman invasion. The 1366 Statutes of Kilkenny declared that people must take on English surnames or lose their property, which is presumably why my name isn't spelt O'Connell today. In the 16th century, commenting on the latest wave of rebellions, the English poet and Munster planter Edmund Spencer identified the erasure of the language as the key to achieving definitive subjugation of the Irish. In 1595-1596, he wrote, For it hath ever been the use of the conqueror to despise the language of the conquered, and to force him by all means to learn his. During the Great Famine in the 18th century, many Irish speakers either perished or migrated. Still, the language continued to be a target of British repression until the nineteen twenty nineteen twenty one 1921 War of Independence. My granny remembered her mother going out into the field at night to burn her Irish songbook, says Geraldine Holland, whose grandparents also moved from Ireland to Sheffield. She was scared of the Black and Tans, the Royal Irish Constabulary enlisted by the British government to suppress the Republican army. That's so sad. Can you imagine burning your own culture? With independence, Irish was recognized as the first official language of the new nation. But this wouldn't reverse the effects of the long debasement campaign. On the other side of the border in Northern Ireland, meanwhile, recognition of the Gelgary, who make up 10% of the population, wouldn't come until much later. With a 1998 Good Friday Agreement marking the end of the 30-year conflict between loyalists, supportive of the British Crown, and Republicans in favour of a united Ireland, and a proposed language act that would give Irish equal status to English is yet to be passed. The humiliation of native languages is a strategy of psychological colonization whose effects are even more powerful and long-lasting than the more visible ones linked to economic or political domination. Once the language of power is internalized, says Kenyan writer Ngugi Wationgo, you normalize the abnormal and the absurdities of colonialism and turn them into a norm from which you operate. Then you don't even think about it. For years, neglect of Irish was an inherited behaviour that went largely unquestioned. There are signs this is changing today. As of September 2020, there were 1.04 million active users worldwide, myself included, learning Irish on Duolingo. Almost a quarter were in Ireland. This reflects a popular resurgence of appreciation for Irish cultural symbols considered unfashionable by previous generations. There's an increasing love for Irish, says Dublin-based Irish-language broadcaster Wura Ola Ola Mayakodunmi. It's becoming increasingly part of the culture. It's no longer linked to shaming, or thought of as useless. It's an art. It's a lovely language, says my cousin Holly in County Kildare, who, like all children in the country, studies it in school. She tells me it's common to throw Irish words into English conversation. But there's too much pressure on exams it's not really about the culture. You learn things off by heart and don't actually get to speak. Katie, my MMA fighting hairdresser in Berlin, is from Galway and has similarly terrible memories of Irish class, but says she and many of her friends back home are rediscovering the language. I suggest that earlier lack of interest might be a colonial hang-up as she cuts my hair. I'd never thought of it like that. I suppose it could be. It's no coincidence that a revival of traditional culture is happening today. This is a generation figuring out the national identity post-economic crash, says journalist Una Mulally in Dublin, pointing to the 2008-2009 crisis. This put an abrupt end to the Celtic tiger economy and ushered in a season of progressive social change as the biggest under-analyzed factor behind the phenomenon. Events such as the centenary of the 1916 Easter Rising celebrating the fraught struggle for independence, and Brexit, rekindling for many hopes of a united island, have also played into a sense of patriotism that is not rooted in sectarianism, Mulali continues. We have moved on from the insecurities due to the traumas of colonization. For so long, too many people were tied up in that colonial mindset, Mayekodunmi agrees. Now slowly but surely, they're coming back to love an island for what it is. From Irish speaking meetups across the country, the Papa of Galtacht, to irreverent rap hailing from Belfast, Irish is not only alive, it's become cool. I can see a future for the language where it's going to be more vibrant, more diverse, it's going to keep going and growing bigger, says my ekodume. The pestering green bird on my phone screen is reminding me it's time for my daily Duolingo exercises. I still have a long way to go, but I like to think that if Nana were still around today, I could finally pass her the milk. Do you like listening to our stories? Dive into all our readouts from this issue or previous ones. Or listen to our original stories at our main RWE Europe channel. Just search for it wherever you get your earful of audio. And don't forget to sign up as a member at rweuropecom member. As a member, you will connect with storytellers across the continent and be first in line for all our special multimedia stories and events. You'll also receive our beautiful print magazine four times a year. So go ahead and sign up at rweeurope.com slash member.